Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to listener episode number five of Near Death Dolls. I'm Paige. And I'm Lisa. And we are your hosties with the mosties. Well, talking about ghosties. <laughs> <laughs> and all of your creepy shit. Thank goodness it's not our own. <laughs> But for reals, a big thanks to those who submitted these stories for us to read. Yes, it's going to get scary. At least we hope so. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, sure will. we will. <laughs> I'm sure it will. We've had some pretty spooky listener episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and if you guys want to join in on the fun, type up your spooky experiences and email them to us at neardeathdolls at gmail.com. That's right. Well, Paige, let's just kick it off. We are going to jump into some awesome it. stories. Like, okay, to be fair. We have not read them at all. Paige and I literally just said, take this one, I take this one. You take this one, I take this one. So we have no idea what we're about to read at all. At all. We just like to be surprised, you know? We do, yeah. Okay, Paige, so are you ready to start our stories? I'm totally ready. Let's do it. All right. I'll kick it off. Yes, ma'am. Put on your kicking shoes. <laughs> These boots are made for kicking. <laughs> That's right. Boots with the fur. Ooh, apple bottom jeans too. Oh, That's yeah. what I need is some good jeans. But anyway. <laughs> don't we all, girl? Don't we all? I know, right? The perfect pair does not exist. <laughs> okay, so today our first story comes from an old listener story favorite uh, from Xeroxia. Xeroxia sent us a few of these, at least one other one. I remember that one about the gnome. Ugh! Oh, that's right. It was the gnomes. I think about that every time I see a gnome in somebody's yard. <laughs> I think about it every time I, I see a Goosebumps book or something. Oh, that's right. The Night of the Gnome. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so here's a new one from Xeroxia. So I've been wanting to send in another excerpt for you, but I couldn't for the life of me think of any. But whilst drawing I listened and listening to a listener episode... Lisa said she hated it when electronics freaked out. I recalled something that I must have blocked out. Trigger warning, Lisa, because this is nutso butso. That's from Terraxia. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I do, too. I mean, that's the scariest thing when lights are turning on and off. Hate it. I've had that. Um, <laughs> this, this happened a number of years ago. I just gotten my first digital camera. Nothing too fancy, just something small and easy to travel with as my family was planning to take a trip to a cottage and I figured mayhap I could capture some moments and scenery hmm. man but the, those good old days the digital cameras instead of on your phone right <laughs> the trip went great we had a lot of fun swimming going on walks in the nature trails water skiing etc etc nothing out of the ordinary at all during the trip it was just pretty good times after we returned home however uh-oh Night one. Oh, what? Oh, okay. shit. Might be more than one night. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, God, why? <clears throat> Having just returned, I was exhausted from the trip. I unpacked my things, placed the camera on my dresser, then collapsed in a heap on my bed, falling fast asleep. Been there. Um, <laughs> I was woken to a bright flash from within my room at around 3 a.m. I don't like this already. I don't like it one bit. It's like aliens or ghosties or I don't know. I don't like oh it. Oh my goodness, I know. 
<clears throat> Assuming it was storming. Oh, yeah, it could be a storm, too. Mm-hmm. And too tired to bother actually looking. I just drifted <laughs> off back to sleep. That's smart. That's the smart way to do it. <laughs> Don't acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, I awoke and saw that my new camera was turned on. Assuming I just left it on, I turned it off and proceeded with my day. Brett row, night two. Dun, dun, dun. It feels like, uh, what was it, like The Shining? No, was it The Shining? Yeah, where it's like Saturday, and then Sunday, and then Monday, oh, yes. or whatever. It's like counting down the days. The day. mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I want to watch that again. It's been a while. No. It's the right time for it. It's, you know, spooky time. Spooky <laughs> season, that's right. So night two, another flash at 3 a.m., But this time, I was still awake using my computer. Night owl. (laughs) (laughs) I stand up and saunter into the bedroom where the flash had come from to see that once again the camera's on. I hadn't used it once since I turned it off that morning, so there was a little excuse for this. There was little excuse for this turn of events. Once again, I switch it off and I take it to the computer desk with me in case something happens again. But nothing all night long. I didn't even think to check the pictures on the thing to see if it had captured anything. Oh. As it was still... Fi- I know, isn't that scary? Ugh. Lisa's freaking out. <laughs> I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> it was still fairly new to me, and honestly, I just wanted to keep playing my game. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Hitman 2 was my newest game, and I didn't want to be taken from it. Did you play that one, Lisa? Did not, but yeah, I remember it. Sam's played, I think, all the Hitmans. Night three, here I go again, playing my game, the camera sitting on the desk next to me, but no flashes all night. However, at 3 a.m., I distinctly heard the sound of the shutter zoom on my camera as it was directly next to me. No. There was no mistaking it. I glance over and it's still turned off. Strange, I thought. Maybe the batteries just needed recharging and that was its final gasp of life. Okay. Possible. Could be. More so aliens, I removed more ghosts. <laughs> yeah, it's a haunted camera. Yeah. So I removed the batteries and put them in my charging station, then continued playing. Sounds legit. Night four. Having dealt with <laughs> some manner of camera phenomena in the past few nights, I decided to stay awake, playing a game with my new dead camera sitting next to me. 3 a.m. rolls around, then lo and behold, a flash. Right next to me. From the dead camera, which has no batteries in it. Oh, no, 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 no. If you take the batteries out and things happen, no. That's when, that's when it's super scary. Oh, my God. I dart my eyes over to it, and not only had the flash gone off, but the instant I looked at it, I noted that the back screen quickly turned off. Oh, shit. What? A chill ran up my spine. I made my way to the charger to collect the batteries. Putting them in place, I then switched on the infernal contraption to finally review its pictures. Right, row. Okay. Uh-oh. Every single photo I'd taken from the cottage were now barely seeable. It was as if every picture had been blinded by sunspots. I knew huh. this wasn't the case prior because I'd reviewed them at the cottage. Finally, I scrolled to the end, and this image was just darkness despite the flash. You should still see something if a flash goes off. Yeah, you'd think it would, like, illuminate the ceiling or something, wherever yeah. the camera's pointed. I assume it was taken on night one of these events. I gulp and take a look for night two's picture. 
also darkness. Whew, I think. Maybe the camera's just a piece of junk and the shutter was closed. <laughs> you wish. Right. I review the next picture. Clear shot of my living room area in the direction of where the camera faced on my desk, but somehow garbled. Upon closer examination, I could faintly make out transparent facial features in the shot. I don't like that. Nope. I don't like that. Mm-mm. I wanted to hurl the damned thing off my balcony, but I didn't <laughs> want to be responsible if it hit anyone on the ground outside. Aw, that's thoughtful. <laughs> like, that if nice. you knew you wouldn't hit... If you knew that you wouldn't hit someone, would you still have thrown it? I mean, I would have. That would have been my first thought. Like, get this thing out of here. <laughs> I think I would have put it in a box. Like, not to sound silly, but I'm kind of cheap. I will keep it. <laughs> I would have kept it. Just put it away for a while. Make it learn its lesson. I'm sure it was expensive. You don't want to waste that money. Yeah. Whew, okay. I <laughs> so I pick it up, haul my butt outside to the dumpster. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And threw it as hard as I could into the si- into the steel siding of the dumpster. Ooh. He really wanted that gone. Really? Not satisfied with the wreckage, it rot. I stomped <laughs> it a few times for good measure to ensure its demise. Woo! Did that Get work? Get rid of it. Um, I have not had any counters after this, but it still felt weird knowing I could be living with a ghost who seemed to like taking selfies. <laughs> Aw, the ghost he just wanted to take some selfies. It's a millennial ghost, you know it. <laughs> Definitely. Ah, and that's signed uh, Xander Vincent Decane, aka Xeroxia. Oh my oh, gosh. Xeroxia's got a shout out. So I can be found on Twitch if anyone wants to watch. I actually watch Xeroxia quite a bit. They're very entertaining. So if you want to go watch Xeroxia on Twitch, go to www.twitch.tv slash xeroxia underscore how you spell xeroxia z uh, z oh my god nope x e r o x i a and then an underscore after that if you want to find xeroxia on twitch awesome thank you for that story and um i'm glad my fear inspired you to remember that story (laughs) i know right that was pretty spooky Definitely spookity spookity over there. Nah, I don't like Zeroxia, it. it seems like you destroyed the camera before <clears throat> you got that spooky picture off of there. But if you did manage to hold on to it, we want to see it. I would definitely love to see it, but I have a feeling it didn't make it into I get computer. that too. I don't know if I'd want to save that picture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a, that's Zeroxia's story. And now Lisa's going to read something from another listener. This story is from Valerie Wheeler of Salt and Burn This, a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. Ooh, I, I kind of wish I'd clicked on this sooner. I'm going to have to go check y'all out. All right, here's what it says. Hello, near-death dolls. I'm used to telling the story out loud, so this may not be as spooky in the reading as it is in the telling. Here I go. <laughs> I work in a theater as a stage manager. Okay, already scared. Phantom of the Opera. Goodbye. Just kidding. <laughs> that was me. No. Sorry, Sammy. Uh, I'm usually the first one in and the last one to leave. I turn on the lights to start rehearsals and turn out the lights after everyone has cleared out. I was working a gig in Arizona in a theater that stagehands told me earlier that week was haunted. Theaters all have ghosts. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Theaters all have ghost stories. They also all have ghost lights that are left burning on all night on stage uh the story is 
the ghost light kept Hamlet's ghost at bay. I think I feel like oh. I've heard of that. I did not. That's pretty cool. Modern safety says it's to keep people from falling off the edge of the stage if they're in the space when they're really not supposed to be. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> I like both of them, but definitely Me the too. Hamlet's ghost. Uh, this night, rehearsals had ended and everyone had left. I plugged in the ghost light and headed to the back of the space to turn out the rest of the lights and lock up. I locked the theater door and started down the hall to my office. This hallway had only two doors, the door to the theater and the, the, and the door to my office. It's so hard reading other people's words. <laughs> it really is. Especially when I've been drinking. Okay. <clears throat> it was a strange, long, windowless space. After I locked the theater door and started down the hallway, I heard a voice behind me say, Valerie, my name. I turned around and said, yeah, only to see no one and nothing behind me except the closed slash locked theater door. Needless to say, mm. I ran down the stupid hallway and nearly kicked down the door to my office. <laughs> that is the correct response. Yes. <clears throat> Five years later, I was working in Hawaii. I had just turned on the ghost lights on stage and was headed out the back to go home. I closed and locked the door to the theater and then heard my name behind me. Valerie. Same. Exact. Voice. Full voice, not a whisper, not Val, or something that could have been a noise. I heard Valerie, and I turned around and said, yeah, only to see nothing, no one. It hasn't happened since, but I do still work in theater, so signed V. Oh, oh my goodness, Valerie. Holy moly. <laughs> Shout out to Salt and Birdness. Yes, we will have to check you guys out. It sounds like a fun show, and that was a very spooky story that you told Valerie. <laughs> Thanks for sharing with us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's awesome. Like I said, a super uh, salt and burn this, a supernatural rewatch podcast. Mm -hmm. And it Go looks like it it's Valerie and Sammy, the two hosts. Yes. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for submitting this. I, yeah, I've worked several places that are similar, not quite theaters, but like where you have these long, creepy hallways, so I, I feel you. And you did have to lock up at night and get there early in the morning. I did. I did. So I feel I feel it. I feels it in my boons. You told that story, didn't you, on one of our uh, of did. our dolly stories? I did. When we did our personal dolly stories, I did talk about working in the, the school and being there first thing in the morning all by myself. and uh, 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 hated it. Yeah, you, that was a spooky story you told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next story. Oh, we've got another returning guest uh, storyteller. Um, <laughs> it's Miles from Distant Podcast. Woo, woo! I believe last episode, we, we last listener story, we did a, one from Miles as well. I believe so, yeah. Oh, man, he's got some real scary ones. Pennsylvania. It must be haunted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here we go. This is a story from Miles. <clears throat> hey, dollies. Somehow I missed that you released the listener stories episode featuring my stories. <laughs> per your request, I do have a few more stories from my childhood home. I'm just going to give you one for now. It's on the longer side, so I hope that doesn't deter you. I'll put it into three chapters <laughs> to make it easier to digest. Okay. Ooh, I'll try okay. to get through this. <laughs> All right. Chapter 1, The Stroke. Uh-oh. The most recent experience starts very sadly. Oh. My mom had a stroke in February of 2017. 
I was on vacation 10 hours away and everyone told me to stay and try and have a good time. Oh, that's hard to do. Oh, yeah. They were confident that she would make it through. She was in the ICU for two weeks, so I think they fibbed to me to keep me away since there wasn't anything I could do anyway. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. When it came time for me to bring her back home, things got weird around her haunted ass house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm vulnerable, she said to me in a pill-induced twilight state. I can't protect myself from the spirits. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I was pretty emotionally raw and unsure how to respond to that. That's when I heard footsteps. My stepdad doesn't get out of bed very often because he is disabled, so it wasn't him walking around. The layout of the first floor is hard to explain. The dining room is connected to the living room and kitchen. There are no doors, but there are frames for double doors that link the rooms if they wanted to install some. Okay. My parents closed off the opening between their dining room and the living room using a couch. Okay. So the layout is like me in front of my mom, mom on a couch, and behind her I'm looking into the dining room. Okay, makes sense. I follow. In the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I see something spooky coming, I think. <laughs> in the dining room are drawer sets with glass doors on an upper level of cabinets. Everything in that room is rickety and precariously organized. They are doomsday preppers and they hoard food, so there's just a tons of cans and dry goods. That's it's what the house I'm going to. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Give me their address. Exactly. I'm standing there looking down at my incapacitated mother, hearing footsteps, and the air is heavy and humid. That's unusual for February, I'm assuming in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I could almost see the air moving around. It's like I could detect movement, but there wasn't anything to actually see. Ooh. Ooh. Then in the reflection from the ga- gas ca- glass <laughs> cabinet, <laughs> I saw what appeared to be the shape of a torso move away. Suddenly there was a massive collapse of canned goods off of a shelf out of view in the room. No. To that, my mom simply responded, see? (laughs) 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 Told you so. (laughs) The shelf actually broke from the immense weight, but the timing is very hard to write off as a coincidence or my imagination. The hair, the air, the air remained heavy until I left a few hours later, but I saw no apparitions or anything like that after. Chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to call? Nice. Nice. Love it. <clears throat> so that kicked off a spike in paranormal activity in their house. About a year goes by of dogs being uneasy and whining a lot. A year, man. Oh That's my a God. lot. I'd move. (laughs) Occasionally jumping like they're getting pinched or something. Oh, man, poor dogs. They refused to walk through certain corridors and had to be carried through. And these are big, tough pit bulls. Sometimes they can be little babies, though. Yeah, they're sweet. They are sweet. (laughs) My mom can put up with a lot of spiritual shit, but not when it comes to her beloved dogs. So we called in the Ghostbusters. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm excited. We called them that jokingly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> These are actually reoccurring characters from the story I sent you before. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
My friends from the hippie hideaway who are spiritual healers and dabble in exorcism. I don't know if you can dabble in exorcism. It's kind of an all or nothing thing. No, I think you can. I think you can. There's okay. ways of, okay. you know, doing things the quick way. It's more of a hobby than a profession. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a whole episode where I talk to them about exorcism on an episode of the disc dump, but I digress. We got to listen to yeah, that, yeah, Lisa. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That sounds awesome. I love it already. So they come in with singing bowls, smudge sticks, and psychology as their weapons. They did a ritual where they moved from room to room. Nothing crazy happened, but they sat my mom down and talked about how she needs to set up boundaries with the spirits in her house. It's like Sally House. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ooh. Using psychology, they blamed the ghost situation on disorganization and hoarding. Oh. That's smart. That's smart. They tried to convince her to clean up her house and it would help. Oh, dear. This is going to get heavy. That's when my mom confessed that she was repeatedly sexually assaulted by a ghost in the house. She would have sleep paralysis and the spirit of the man who built the house would attack. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. Oh, that's awful. I, I hope that's not what caused the stroke, this guy attacking her. Mm-hmm. Chapter 3, The Attic. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Ever since I was a kid, the attic would give me the willies. I have had night terrors about looking through the attic door to a figure just standing there staring at me. More than once, I woke up in cold sweats, nearly crying. The door to the attic simply would not stay shut to this day. My parents put a deadbolt on to keep it shut, but it still manages to open when it's unattended. Nope. I don't know how y'all are not out of there completely. Goodbye. I'm chaining up that door. I am doing whatever it needs to do. You know to what? Close just take it door. off. Take it off the hinges. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll it'll show up again. <laughs> <laughs> oh that no. Then you really have to get out. <laughs> yeah, that's <a> bad sign. <laughs> the closet in my childhood bedroom did not have a ceiling and went straight up to the attic oh my that's that's scary i don't like that Mm -mm. i kept my boom box in there plugged in and would jam out to lincoln park regularly hell yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) one night it turned on uh oh blaring white noise oh god another electronic situation jeez Man, y'all just want to freak me out. Yeah, they're like, Lisa. We're coming for you. We got the stories. Exactly. The only way I could turn it off was to unplug it. So this attic freaks me TF out, which I am assuming is the fuck. The fuck. The fuck out. The Ghostbusters took their cleansing to the attic and had no issues. They said it was the least haunted of the rooms in the house. Damn. Well, at least there was no, like, voice coming through. At least I don't think there is. We haven't gotten that far in the story, but I was hoping there was no voice coming through the white noise. I hope not. Yeah. They took me up there and said they felt the tone of the whole room shift. Whoa. Whatever is up there specifically draws energy from me. Oh, my God. So you're the problem. I'm just kidding. Right. Just kidding. Miles. <laughs> <laughs> they told me to set up boundaries from it and basically tell it to fuck off. Okay. There you go. All right. Awkwardly. I would be awkward about this, too. I spoke to the air. Hey, ghost, this is my mom's house, and you don't get to be here anymore, so get. Yes, I love it. Get. Get on out. Get. 
Are you from Texas? I know you're from Texas if you say git. <laughs> yeah. Downstairs, about 25 minutes later, my stepdad yelped. He had a spontaneous scratch just below his eye and it bled. What? No explanation. What? I need an explanation. I need an explanation. This is Sally House all over again. Mm-hmm. My mom has not been able to establish her dominance in the house since her stroke. So she and my stepdad claim there has consistently been weird vibes for years and the ghosts fuck with their dogs. Mm-mm. Damn. So that's the story. Sorry there isn't a sappy ending and that it was so long, but that's real life. Yeah, there's not. Mm-hmm. I guess there's no uh, conclusion scene where everything's solved and happy again. This is one of those horror movies that just ends with no good ending. Right. Sorry. This is a, a drag me to hell type. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> At least not that dramatic. No, but <clears throat> I hope not. Yeah. No, it's over now. He says, thanks for listening. Sometimes I feel like I have no one to talk to about this stuff because not many people have had paranormal experiences. I try to be skeptical, but my mom's house is creepy as hell. Yes, it is. Yep. And a lot of unexplained shit happened here. This podcast feels like a safe, sp- a safe space for paranormal believers, even skeptical ones. Absolutely, yes. Miles. Yes, always, always, for sure. We want them. We need them. (laughs) (laughs) You're safe here, little baby. No, it's kidding. (laughs) It's our sanctuary. Safe space. (laughs) Sanctuary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Miles says, check out the Disc Dump podcast to hear a conversation with an exorcist and lots of pop culture media discussions. You can also hear the dollies on two episodes. Thanks. That's right. They were good ones, too. I think we want we want to do another one. We will. Oh, yeah. We will. Mm-hmm. I have another podcast called Toast of the Realms where I play D&D with friends. It's a good time. Stop on by. We will. We Absolutely. will. Absolutely. And to any listeners, check out Disc Dump Podcast and Toast of the Realms to hear more of Miles. Absolutely. Yeah, we got to bring him in again. To yes. Have another episode we with will. Miles. Miles, if you have any other stories, we'll bring you on next time you can tell your own story. That's right. That's right. Apparently, he has a, a ton of stories, so. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's get him on. Get, come into our safe space. <laughs> <laughs> Sanctuary. Sanctuary. All right. Let's see. The next one I have here is by Molly Foster. All right. Yes, Molly Foster is somebody that I have met online, and we chit-chatted about, like, paranormal stuff, and I said, hey, send this on in, so. Awesome. That's who this is, Molly Hello, Foster. Molly, friend of Paige <laughs> and of the show now, so thank you. All right, so she says, hi, my name is Molly Foster, and I'm writing about my spooky experience at Bachelor's Grove Ele- uh, Elementary. No, wrong. <laughs> Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. Opposite. Yeah. <laughs> wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> about nine years ago, when I was 19, uh, same, <laughs> not really, but I'd like to imagine. <laughs> a few of my friends and I wanted to finally check out the most haunted cemetery in America. I came fully prepared with my camera ready to hear or see something. We went in the middle of the night and it was pitch black. As I was taking photos with my camera, my friends and I heard bells ringing in the trees above us. Of course, there's no one there. <laughs> we. <laughs> I know it sounds like a week, eh, but it's, I'm, I'm scared already. I don't like the idea of bells and trees. Uh-uh. Nope. And nobody's there? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. We also noticed some fresh red wax on the tombstones from what I assume was a ritual. Oh, creepy. Oh, shit. My friend also, sorry, my friend was sleeping over at my house that night. 
As she slept, I decided to look through my photos to see if anything, see if I got anything. I have a very disturbing photo of something demonic looking behind. Oh, sorry. I have a very disturbing photo of something demonic looking behind what seemed to be an orb with a terrified facial expression. I just remember oh. staring at the photo and not being able to turn away. I've never seen anything like this before. Nope. I don't like it. Mm -mm. I don't like when there's faces when there shouldn't be faces somewhere. No, we don't need those Belmez nope. faces popping That's up. That's right. Flash forward three nights later at about 3 a.m. Nope, that's the devil's witching hour or whatever it's, it's called. It's the devil's hour. Zeroxia had the same thing, 3 a.m. That's right. Oh, and I have a fix for that, and I'll tell you how to do it. Yes, please. Okay, I'll tell you at the end of this. So, I'm sleeping <coughs> in my bed, and I feel hot breath on my neck. I thought it was my dog needing to go potty, so I go to get up, and no one was there. I was completely alone. I remember being super scared and tried to act like I wasn't when I laid my head back down. <laughs> same. I've done that before. I'm like, I'm not scared. Same. I'm not scared. I'm going to pretend to be normal. Uh <laughs> and it continued for a few more minutes, and I just felt like something was watching me. I'll never go back. Nope. Nope. You brought a ghosty home with you, honey. Oh, no, no, no. I'm assuming Molly went and destroyed that picture. But if you didn't, I, mean, <laughs> I want to see you it. You can always <laughs> throw it this way, you know. Although, ugh. okay, so here's my quick fix for uh, 3 a.m. So I used to wake up at 3.33 all the time. 3.33? And it scared the crap out of me, because that's, like, the devil's hour, because it's, like, half of 666, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Freaky. Yeah, so I used to wake up a lot right around that time, and it freaked me out. So here's what I do to fix it. I want to know. <laughs> Y'all are going to laugh at me and say I'm the dumbest person ever. I set my, my uh, clock that I have by my bed ahead by, like, three minutes. <laughs> So, when I wake up at 3.33, it's really 3.36. So, you look at the clock and you're like, ah, not witching hour. Fuck you guys. Back uh -huh. to sleep. I'm like, yep, this, this doesn't mean shit. <laughs> yep, I already missed it. I already missed the devil's hour. Now, if I wake up and it's 3.30. my you know. Well, no. My brain doesn't register it as, oh, crap, I, this is set three minutes early. It just, I'm like, oh, it's 3 30. Okay. Back to sleep. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't freak me out because I'm like, okay, it doesn't say 3.33. And then when it does say 3.33, I'm like, I know it's not really 3.33. Perfect. <laughs> you you beat the system, Lisa. You know what? I am just like Johnny and I, I you know, I outplayed the devil. You did. <laughs> you get that golden fiddle. <laughs> I get the golden alarm clock. Oh, whoop de do. <laughs> At least you can't smash it when you get mad. That's true. That is so true. But I don't know if that would really work at all, but there you go. Anyways, hey, it worked for you. It worked for me. Uh, and I never get, uh, you know, possessed by the devil. I'm good. So thank you so much, Molly, for sharing your story. We love it. It's freaky. It disturbs me. But, yeah, if you do have that picture, I would love to see it. I want to see it, too. It's morbid <laughs> curiosity. But thank you, Molly. Thank you, Molly. Okay, our next story is from Mar Marie Sterling. Why Damn, Paige. I want to say Mary. I want to say Mary. You know Marie. Marie. If you're and in, I know Marie. If you're a Patreon, you know Marie because she's awesome, okay? Yeah, Marie's awesome. This is from Marie Sterling, uh, one of our Patreons. I was 15 the first time I saw a ghost. Well, that's a good way to start. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of high school. 
I had a pretty tight crew of friends, Tab, Nathan, Josh, and Cindy. That's funny. I'd never heard that word Tab before. My boyfriend had a friend in high school that was also called Tab. Like Tabitha? I guess. It was a boy. I don't know. Tabitha? I don't know what Tab is for. (laughs) Tabitha. I don't know. Tabithan. <laughs> Tabithan. I love that name. Tabithan. All right, we're going to write, when we write one of our erotic near-death doll stories, Yes. we're going to have a, what did you say? What's the name? Uh, I said yes. No, oh, no, no. Tabithan. Tabithan. There we go. We're going to have Tabithan. Yeah, we're going to have Tabithan as, as like a character. one of the characters. Tabithan. <laughs> it's either going to be a romantic interest or the bad guy. <laughs> Why can't it be both? Ooh, yes i like how you think thank you i always fall for the villain i know me too damn it gary oldman i blame you (laughs) all right tabitha will be it yeah yeah it was just tab and i on that fateful afternoon however oh okay to set the scene a bit a good portion of our summer vacation was spent in a small wooded area a mile or two away from tab's house This wooded area was in a shallow valley, or whatever passed for a valley in the Midwest. This will be important later. Oh, okay. Okay, noted. (laughs) You enter the woods along a main trail. Shortly after, a smaller trail branched off to the left around a couple of trees and then led to a creek. There we would make a fire, cook hot dogs, smoke cigarettes, and do whatever else teenagers did in the 90s before there was internet and smartphones and social media. What kind of things would that be? I don't remember. I'm just kidding. Hopefully they brought enough water so that they didn't cook their hot dogs and lose all their water. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, stay hydrated, but I mean, that is the same thing. Yeah, stay hydrated. mm -hmm. Okay. We called this area our party spot. Further up along the main trail, past a pair of trees that were a little closer in toward the trail and almost formed an archway, okay, there was a small trail off to the right where we had dug a hole behind a stand of trees and stocked it with toilet paper and wet wipes. Smart. Mm -hmm. Smart. Mm Got to do that when you're camping. (laughs) A potty spot, if you will. To go with our party spot. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good humor there. <laughs> Anyhow, Tab and I were hanging out at the party spot, not the potty spot, eating lunch and just generally goofing off. When in- inevitably nature called. Okay, so she's going to go to the, the potty, potty spot. <laughs> <laughs> I made my way along the main trail and had just stepped a foot on it when suddenly there was a little blonde girl in a yellow dress holding the leash of a black lab standing in between the two archway trees I mentioned earlier. Okay. The dog barked once and it sounded almost flat. Remember I said how we were in what passes for a valley in the Midwest? question mark Mm -hmm. yes i do remember that i did note it yeah Yeah, noted (laughs) i glanced off the side to see if tab was following me because girls have to go to the bathroom in pairs you know that is so true it's true i mean especially when you're out in a spooky situation when i looked back both girl and dog were gone okay shaking my head 
as I walked back to the party spot, I was trying to figure out exactly what the fuck I had just seen and heard. (laughs) Tab looked up when I came around the trees and reached her. I didn't expect you to, didn't expect you back so soon. Did you hear a dog? (laughs) I dutifully reported what had happened and then my blue eyes turned my blue eyes turning green and my back teeth floating, I finally made my way to the potty spot. Ah, bliss. <sighs> Got, yeah, relief. Relief. <laughs> we stayed at the party spot for a little while longer and then decided to follow the trail further into the wooded area. As we walked, we talked about what I had seen. Tad told me that she heard the little girl's voice speaking to her. This could be Tabitha. It Mm -hmm. still doesn't explain Sam's friend. (laughs) Tab told me that she heard the little girl's voice speaking to her and repeated what the child said. Oh, damn. Her name was Emily, Tab said, and the dog's name was Sam. Oh, hey, Sam. (laughs) Emily was out walking Sam one afternoon when her uncle came along. Oh, kidnapped her, did disgusting things to her poor little body, then killed her and the dog and buried that bones in that wooded area. Jesus. Oh my god. That turned dark real quick. Oh no. I did some research after that, never found anything in the newspapers about Emily and Sam. I knew Tab, however, and she wasn't prone to make up shit like that. In fact, she was as unsettled as I was that day. The gang continued to go to the party spot all summer, but I never heard or saw anything like that again. And I really, really hope that Uncle Burns in an especially heinous corner of hell reserved just for him. It won't be punishment enough, but it's a start. Oh my god, I did not see it going that way. Marie, damn girl. I know, Wow, girl, you and Tab, you had quite a ghost adventure there. That's Ugh. so scary. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. I don't like it at all. That poor little girl. Oh, man. That's nuts. That is nuts. I know, right? Poor little girl. Poor doggy. Poor doggo. Both of them. All creepy uncles should be locked up in that heinous corner of hell. Agreed. But you know what? I'm going to tell you another story by Marie. Let's do it. Let's see what what else, what other kind of ghostly shenanigans Marie's gotten up to. <laughs> Absolutely. So this one's called the Ouija board story. Dun, dun, dun. She says, in a previous email, I had mentioned my friends Tab and Cindy. Hey, Tab, oh, makes a reappearance. What's up, Tab? <laughs> <laughs> and a spooky experience that Tab and I had one afternoon. Yes. That's what we just mm-hmm. read. <laughs> this, yes, Okay. <laughs> at least it's fresh on our brain. Okay. Fast forward <laughs> about a year, and it's the summer between my sophomore and junior years of high school. Cindy and I are hanging out at Tab's one Friday night. Or sorry, uh, hanging out at Tabs one Friday, and we're going to spend the night. The guy I was dating at the time had let me borrow his Ouija board, so I uh-uh. brought it with me that night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cindy and I had to go outside with it because Tab didn't want, quote, want that shit in my house, quote. But the weather was so nice, so it wasn't terrible. Yep. Listen to Tab. Tab knows what's up. I'm with you, Tab. <laughs> <laughs> we were prepared with candles and some wine. Teenage girls, alcohol, and a Ouija board. What could possibly go wrong? Love you, Marie. 
<laughs> Cindy and I sat cross-legged in the grass, facing each other with a board between us and fingers on the planchette. I'm mm-hmm. sure we asked a bunch of stupid-ass questions and giggled a lot, but eventually made contact with an entity who said his name was Giles Corey. <gasps> Do you know who that is? No. Well, damn it, Paige. <laughs> what, who is that? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I think she's going to explain it here, because I've talked about him before in an episode. You have? Okay. Mm-hmm. In our Massachusetts Damn. urban legends for Salem. Oh. The Curse of Giles oh, Corey. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Okay, I remember now. There Sorry. You I forgot. <laughs> uh, when we asked Giles how he died, he spelled out witch, then pressed. Oh, my God. <laughs> there were other questions along with more wine, so I don't remember anything about the conversation as Aside from Giles saying he lived in Salem, Massachusetts during the 1600s, we made sure to say goodbye to close the conversation. I do recall that. Okay, good practice. Good practice. Yeah, you don't want them following you Mm -hmm. home. It wasn't until years later that I found out what happened to Giles Corey. Up until that conversation, I'd never even heard of him. Cindy cared less about history than I did. Which is to say, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) Some people just don't care. That's fine. That's Uh, fine. She didn't have a deceiving bone in her body, so I highly doubt she would have tried to pull something like this off. That brings us to the question. If the whole thing wasn't bullshit, who did we talk to that night? Was it the spirit of Giles Corey hanging out in Iowa 3,000, 3,000, 300 years later? Woo! Could have been Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 300 years after he was tortured to death in Massachusetts? Probably never know. Oh my God, Marie, I love it. Thank you so much for sending these in. We have one more from Marie, but I think we're gonna save it for our next listener story because hers are pretty epic. Yeah, yeah. We and we've definitely got more listener stories coming up. So thank you, Marie, for sending us a bunch. This is great. We got some good ones, man. Giles Corey oh, contacted her. That's what, what was he doing in Iowa? Right, WTF. <laughs> but you know what? That's awesome. I think it's cool as long as you know everything was. No, goodbye from there. You didn't have anything after that. Right. It doesn't seem like it. I think I think Marie would have mentioned if something else had happened afterwards. So hopefully that goodbye closed it. She did send us another story that we're gonna save, so that might be a continuous <laughs> I don't think so, but still <laughs> could be. Yeah, we gotta we gotta uh remember that just in case mm-hmm. it's Giles Corey again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My but gosh. that's it. That's our stories for today. Thank you guys so much. I'm blown out of the water by all these stories. I don't think we've ever had a story that I wasn't like, oh, I'm creeped out. So, like, you guys tell the best stories. I know, man. You guys have had some spooky experiences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We need more. Send them in. <laughs> yes, we will take as many as you're willing to send. And it doesn't just have to be, like, super paranormally stuff. It could be anything. Like, what if your uncle met jeffrey dahmer's cousin once you know like i'm down to hear any true crime stories stuff mm-hmm. like that too yeah any I mean, anything weird uh odd if you you know what i love if maybe you've had something like this i love glitches in the matrix type stories those are my favorite <gasps> yes. anything missing time or weird you know duplicates of things like i love that kind of stuff so if you have anything like that please send it in yeah totally and prophetic dreams mm-hmm. dreams that come true mm-hmm. things like that dreams that uh, like you, you feel like you've astral projected anything, man. Yeah. We want to hear it all. Totally. And we've got plenty of listener stories coming up, so please send them in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our episode today. 
Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, maybe you'd like to join our Patreon. We have three great tiers, and we've had a, a couple of these stories were from our Patreon members, so big shout out to Zeraxia and Marie. Mm-hmm. We have three great tiers to choose from and plenty of perky perks, like our newest show, Dolly Docs, where we get to watch a cool true crime docuseries and break it down with companion episodes. We're wrapping up the keepers, and after that, we'll be covering the jinx. And the jinx is very much in the news right now. I was kind of hoping we'd be done with it before it wrapped up, but uh, Paige, don't don't look in the news, and uh, that way you'll be surprised. <laughs> I never watch the news. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, you're good then. Oh, but don't forget about our show, Dolls After Dark, where we both come with topics. Topis. We come with topless. We go topless, and then we get dark and topless. Sometimes bottomless. Well, we can't see the bottom anyway, so it's okay. It's like a Zoom meeting. (laughs) Yeah, and and you don't really. We don't record our faces, so you don't really get to see us topless. But just, just take our word for it, okay? Just take our word for it. We come with topics as well, just to you know, throw it into the mix. So if you like our regular episodes, come join our Dolly community on Patreon. Uh, the links are in our show notes. That's right. We're not actually topless, but Shh. I mean, you know, if we were, you wouldn't know. So keep guessing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of checking things out, check out our socials. Come follow us on Instagram at Near Death Dolls Podcast. Tweet us on the Twitter at Near Death Dolls. We have a TikTok account that we're having lots of fun on. Just search Near Death Dolls Podcast. We're also on Tumblr at neardeathdolls.tumblr.com. If you want to help a doll out, subscribe and leave us a review. And as always, darling dolls, be good to each other. That's right. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. And send us your stories because they're so creepy. I know. Honestly, I mean, this is kind of selfish of us. We just like hearing creepy stories. <laughs> so <laughs> We've run out of ones on the internet that already exist. We need some new ones. Yeah, we need some, some personal stories. Yes. You know? You know what, Lisa? Yeah. Maybe one day we'll even do like a, a creepy pasta or something with people oh. writing stories and sending them in. I would. Oh my gosh, that would be great. This creepy Wouldn't pasta. Wouldn't that be really that? cool? Yes. I bet we could. We have some listeners that are really good at writing creepy stories. I bet we do. So send them in. Yes, please. Okay. Bye. A special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes. 